You're listening to a Penal Reform International podcast. The spread of infectious disease is a serious problem in prisons worldwide, with prisoners often many times more likely to be living with TB, HIV or hepatitis than a person outside in the community. Alongside the generally poor and unsanitary conditions prevalent in prisons, a major route to infection is often unsafe injecting drug use. Yet very few jurisdictions permit or provide harm reduction services, such as clean needles in prisons. This month's expert blog has kindly been provided for us by Jen Sanders, Human Rights Research Analyst at Harm Reduction International, who argues that states have both a public health duty and a human rights obligation to tackle the dangerous combination of drugs and infectious disease in closed settings. The spread of infectious diseases affects the population at large, but global data reveal it is an especially acute problem in prison systems worldwide. Tuberculosis rates, for example, can be up to 81 times higher in prisons than in the general population, while global HIV prevalence is up to 50 times higher among the prison population in some countries. At the same time, one in four detainees worldwide have been found to be living with hepatitis C, a figure that becomes even more unsettling when compared to, for example, the rate of hepatitis C in the broader community in the WHO Europe region, which is one in every 50. Prisons represent high-risk environments for the transmission of these diseases for a number of reasons. For one, members of poor and marginalized groups are overrepresented in the prison population worldwide. Many of the factors that make these groups more likely to be incarcerated, including poverty and discrimination, also mean that they tend to carry a disproportionately high burden of disease and in health, including higher rates of TB, HIV, and hepatitis C. Punitive approaches to drugs have also led to the mass incarceration of people who use drugs. According to global figures, 10 to 48% of male and 30 to 60% of female prisoners are using or dependent on illicit drugs on entry to prison, and every sixth prisoner is thought to be a so-called problem drug user. In Europe, crimes related to the use, possession, or supply of illicit drugs are the main reason for incarceration of between 10% and 25% of all sentenced prisoners. Despite being prohibited, drugs always find their way into prisons. With people who inject drugs comprising about one-third to one-half of prison populations, and because needles and syringes are so scarce, levels of unsafe injecting drug use are high. Prisoners are often forced to make their own injecting equipment, and sharing or reusing occurs out of basic necessity. There are reports of up to 15 or 20 individuals injecting with the same equipment in prison, which is the easiest and most effective way of transmitting HIV and hepatitis C. Intensifying the risk of disease transmission or health decline are the substandard prison conditions in which prisoners are all too often accommodated. Overcrowding, poor sanitary conditions, inadequate ventilation, extreme temperatures, inadequate means for maintaining personal hygiene, lack of access to clean drinking water, and nutritionally inadequate food are common in prisons and contribute to high rates of morbidity and mortality. Furthermore, these poor conditions generally exist within a climate of hostility, humiliation, and discrimination that create obstacles to accessing necessary healthcare services, which are more often than not weak, inadequate, or simply absent. There is mounting evidence that one of the most effective ways of preventing the spread of infectious diseases in prisons is through the provision of harm reduction services, such as needle and syringe programs and opioid substitution therapy. Yet the availability of these life-saving services remains extremely limited in comparison to what is available in the community. For example, 
While 90 and 80 countries and territories implement NSPs and OSTs respectively in the broader community, only 7 and 43 implement them in at least one prison. Because the vast majority of prisoners eventually return to the broader community, prison health is intimately connected to public health. There is no question that in order to reach global targets on HIV, TB, and hepatitis C, harm reduction services will need to be significantly scaled up in prisons. But preventing the spread of infectious diseases in prisons isn't just a public health concern. It's also a human rights imperative. Prisoners retain their human rights during incarceration, including the right to health, the right to life, freedom from torture and ill treatment, and freedom from discrimination. These rights impose a legal duty of care on states to protect the lives, health, and well-being of persons deprived of their liberty. Holding authorities to account for their human rights and public health obligations, however, is always more challenging when it comes to closed settings. This is where the work of prison monitoring bodies, such as the UN Subcommittee on the Prevention of Torture and the European Committee for the Prevention of Torture, is so crucial. Armed with the most extensive mandates to prevent ill treatment and granted unrestricted access, prison monitoring bodies are in a unique position to help promote and protect prisoners' health and human rights through consistent monitoring of issues relating to infectious diseases. Penal Reform International, promoting fair and effective justice worldwide and through your headphones.